Hey, did you know our friend Cousin Sal wrote a book? You've heard him on the Bill Simmons podcast on Sunday nights doing Guess the Lines with me. You have also seen him on Fox Bet Live and on Jimmy Kimmel Live and a whole bunch of other places. Well, now he has a book. It's called You Can't Lose Them All. It is a bunch of gambling war stories and about his life betting on stuff, uh, mostly to not a lot of success. You can check it out. You Can't Lose Them All is available wherever you get your books. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear are so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Challenge Double Agents, Episode 7. Dave Jacoby is here. As always, my name is Bill Simmons. This is the dumbest half hour I spend every week and also my favorite half hour I spend every week. We'll re-recap a show that we both love Mm. that has had a rocky up and down season thus far, as we've detailed in the previous six episodes. And then Episode 7, it all comes together. Our favorite guy, our dude... Our challenge hero, Leroy, who's never Give won it to before. Me. Give it to me. He's never won before. It was the Leroy episode. Much like it was the oh. Chad Henney game in the Chiefs, the Chiefs playoffs game against the Browns. It became the Chad yes. Henney game. This was the Leroy episode. This was Leroy plunging into the challenge, risking it all when he's in a good power position. I'm nervous. I'm freaking out. It always goes badly for him. What happens, Jacoby? Oh, uh, I'm glad we're starting at the end because this. Th- when you said you were nervous, I was like, I think I've cared more about this sporting event. I'm more emotionally invested in this since anything since like the 1986 World Series. I was sitting there going like, and then when they said it was going to be the one, because we've already seen Natalie and Ashley go head to head in this event before. And I'm thinking this is catered for Jay. Like the yes. producers know Jay is going in. Jay is good for story. Jay is like, he's... he's got to be what, like minus 300 going into this thing. Jay's a rock climber. He's, he's agile. He's nimble. He's lightweight. Jay's a monkey. This is like putting him, putting Leroy against a monkey. I I felt the same way. I I thought it was, I was terrified. I was absolutely terrified. And then he sacrificed himself to get a skull, which has anyone done that yet? That is like, I mean, we had, we had, but like from the male side, he did it. It was a huge gamble. This particular event does not suit him, especially against this opponent. And what does Leroy do? Dominates. Dominates. I was so upset. I watched it with my wife and my daughter. And when Leroy was like, I'm going to go in. And then we saw what the challenge was. I just thought it was the dumbest move of all time. I felt the exact same way. There's a couple on Survivor and on the challenge. There's a couple challenges that seem to favor smaller people. Like on Survivor, one of them is the one where you basically stand on the one brick 
Yes. And you just have to keep your balance forever. And, and for the, six hours. Yeah. The one who always wins weighs 90 pounds. And the one who's 190 pounds is the first one off. And you're just like, oh, they rigged that because they wanted this person to win. When I saw this challenge, I was like, oh, no, they rigged this so Leroy would lose because he's 60 pounds bigger than Jay. And Leroy... I, it was unbelievable. They almost had to edit it to make it they seem did. like it was closer than it was. They didn't have relationship shots. They did not show relationship shots in like the last quarter of the race. They just went to Leroy in slow motion, then Jad, Jad, uh, Jay at regular speed because that's how much he was winning by. They slow motioned the Leroy where it seemed like it got stuck for a second. Mm -hmm. but, the, and it was all hump. chicanery. It, this, yes. this race was over from the first second and they had to make it seem like it was dramatic. They showed the exact same arm attempt three times to make it seem like he was stuck, but it was really just one arm attempt. I noticed totally. that as well. It's like, I, I've been watching two, I'm watching this show for too long. I'm not falling for the no relationship shot thing. No way. I actually Leroy thought they should have, they should have given the edit like when they gave to CT when he carried bananas and did the stomp walk when bananas was trying to trip him and he just carried him into the garbage cans. The most famous challenge in challenge oh, history. Yeah, Johnny Backpack. I think yeah. they should have given that kind of edit to this Leroy thing. It was such a demolition. Yes. It was like Ben Johnson in the 1988 Olympics or something. He just completely destroyed this guy who's like, I'm a rock climber. I don't understand how I didn't win this. He, Jay was like stunned afterwards. I, I don't understand how he didn't win it. I'm still, I'm still in shock at this result. And obviously I'm more emotionally invested in Leroy than any other human being that doesn't have my last name. Like I want him to succeed. If he had a couple championships underneath his belt and he ran TJ's final a couple times and won and had the money or whatever, <laughs> then I would just be invested in Cam and his relationship. But the fact yeah. that he's my favorite person and you and I both know because we had the honor of being in the same room with both of these people that TJ yep. is pulling for Leroy, just like we are. And like just oh, yeah. the energy in the room, like everyone's, I like, I, Cam is screaming her face off the entire time for him. And I, I was like, Cam, you got to give more because I'm now giving more than you are. I'm so happy Leroy won this. He's got a skull. Cam's got a skull. Then he has a decision to make. Stay with his partner or move on. What do you think about his decision? Uh, he's Leroy. He's a loyal dude. There was no question he was staying with uh, Casey. And I loved how he said it too. He's yes. like, we gotta get we gotta get Casey a skull. Leroy's the best. Yeah. I was more invested. I was trying to think like, you know, the four Boston teams. I've won a title with all my teams this century. And now it's like I care about the Celtics the most. Just because I grew up with the Celtics. I love basketball the most. The Red Sox, the Mookie Betts trade really turned me off. I have Leroy ahead of the Red Sox and Bruins now. I have Celtics one, Patriots two. Leroy three. He's my favorite reality competitor of all time. This is like John Elway in the late nineties with the Broncos when it's like, I just want John Elway to get a ring. He's had a great career. Exactly I just want this is. to be the exclamation point. You just want to see it happen. This is like being a Red Sox fan in 2000. Like you feel like you're on the precipice of something and you, he's got all the tools and things are aligning, but he just can't get over the hump. I feel like that. I, I now I might be taking this too far right now, Bill. I walked away from this episode being like, I think this is Leroy's season to lose. It might be, though, especially he's got, from a House standpoint, he's got the politics on his side because I think Cam's the most powerful person in the House. I don't think anyone's going to double-cross him, and they really can't because he has a skull now. So really, the only question is if he can get Casey a skull. We There's Whoa. some stuff we don't know whether this is going to be when we get to the final, whether it's your teammate and the two of you go to the final together or whether it's it's just going to blow up and become an individual mm -hmm. game. That's the part I can't figure out. But if it's him and Casey, I think Casey's really good. I think that would be a good partner for him. 
I think Casey's good too. And there's, there's so much to discuss. This is a great episode, by the way. But one thing that's become very clear in this particular episode is they don't tell us the format of these things because they want to be able to change it. It's like in every bar, there's a sign that says, like, we refuse to service for anyone we don't want to serve. It's like, we we have the right to change the rules at any given time. And if you guys go half-assed in the, in the competition, guess what? Your votes don't count. They completely made that up on the fly, and I'm 100% here for it. So I don't think they even know how the final is structured. They're going to see how it all falls to try to manipulate it for the best result. Yeah, I thought with Game shows, they had to give the rules ahead of time if there's money at stake. Apparently, the challenge is immune to all game show rules because TJ's <laughs> yeah, just like, yeah. hey, the votes didn't count this episode. We're like, what? How Your votes you- didn't count. Same, same exact result, but I just want you to know, I just wanted you to know you've been dishonored. The same result, we still had Jay and Teresa in, but, but, he, but he just wanted to dishonor those human beings. That was such a TJ move. Love TJ so much. So Leroy, going through his challenge history, just so people understand the ramifications here. First of all, the most, I would say the most beloved dude in the challenge in terms of nobody nobody didn't like him. He was on everybody's side. Everybody's in on Leroy. He had the Bananas Alliance, but through the years, he didn't feud with anybody. The only terrible thing that happened was when Camilla like became flat out drunk racist on him. And it's the worst moment in the history of the challenge. And they didn't kick her off. Leroy, and in, in I would say this right to his face, he's not the most athletic, he's not the most intelligent, he's not the most cunning, but he is the kindest and most likable and, like, most pure. Like, he just seems like someone that you want to be around because, like, they make you feel good about life and our species. Like, when I look at Leroy, I'm like, perhaps there is a future for this species. <laughs> right. Well, he's also, I would say, as a challenge competitor, he's at least, like, a B or a B plus at the lowest in every category. Yes. You know, he's he's good at everything. I think he's strong. I don't know if he has like his signature, like CT has like the crazy strength, stuff like that. But he's really solid. You go through his history. So he's he starts with Rivals, which was after his Las Vegas season. He gets teamed up with Crazy Adam, Nani's old boyfriend. Remember him? Mm-hmm. Of course do I remember Adam. He gets kicked out. They replace him with that goofy guy, Michael. And they end up making the finals. They finish third. Michael wasn't wasn't the greatest. Next no. one, he's in Battle of the X's. He gets teamed up with Naomi, who is terrible. They get knocked out. Next one, Rivals 2, gets teamed up with Ty. And I think they get double-crossed in that one. And it's somebody tries to throw away a vote. It was one of those, like, everybody had agreed who they're voting on. And then somebody oh, was like, yeah, oh, yeah. I'll just throw away a vote because it's good for me politically. And then somehow Leroy was going in. So that sucked. Free agents, he made it almost to the final and lost. Um, Battle of the X's 2, he was with Hurricane Naya, and I thought they had one of the best chances of anyone to win that year. She gets kicked out right as we head into the finals. They replace her with Teresa. He finishes second. Battle of the Bloodlines, he's with uh he's with Candace, who broke her toe, has to go home. So he's out on that one. 3030, that was the year with Anissa. I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Camila, when she does all the racist stuff. That was terrible. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he lost He lost pretty late in that one. Vendetta's lost in the final challenge before, uh, before it. Then he loses in War of the Worlds. He loses in War of the Worlds 2 in the final challenge. And now he's in Double Agents. He just can't get over the hump, Jacoby. Maybe this is the year. This is, it just feels like things are aligning for Leroy. I'll be disappointed if Leroy doesn't win this. I'm always disappointed when Leroy doesn't win, but I feel like with his girlfriend in the house, both of them having skulls, no one turning on them whatsoever. And he's also got this angle of, don't forget this episode started with him being mad about getting double crossed. So not only is he like, has a skull, has political sway. He's also like on the right side of like justice 
in the minds of the people in the house. Like him and Cam have the power, but they don't have the target, which is a, which is an interesting sort of like bullseye to hit. Here's why I'm optimistic that he might have done well, because I follow Leroy on Instagram. I only follow a couple of challenge people on Instagram. Leroy is one of them. Leroy moved to Houston with Cam. He opened mm. a barber shop. I think today oh. he posted a photo of his new barber shop, and he had some caption like, "I'm tired of chasing money. Now it's time to do stuff for me." And I'm thinking uh, like, hmm, Leroy moved to Houston and opened a barbershop. Where do you get the capital to do something hmm. like that in the middle of a pandemic? Interesting. Wow. <laughs> yeah. that's, huh. that's a fun one. All right. Well, one so, thing I know, that I know they're going far because Cam, I watched the interviews closely and Cam has like five different hairstyles in her interview sets. So that means that she must have lasted long enough to do five sit down interviews. So Skulls right now, Fessy has one, Leroy has one, Kyle, Devin, Cam, and Anissa are the six people with skulls. And if we, we could power rank the teams now, just because I think it's important to point out. I think Leroy's in the driver's seat with Casey. I would have Kyle and Killer Cam ranked second. Yep. Fessy and Anissa ranked third, but we know Fessy's going to dump Anissa as soon as he possibly can. Corey and Teresa, who got teamed up together because Corey was a rogue agent. Teresa got not. It's very Teresa. Kobe Shaq. It's very Kobe Shaq. The chemistry on this team is just not going to work. She's a good athlete, though. Yes. Oh no. Like they both, they're both good players, but I don't think they can, they can come together and make each other better. We'll talk about Teresa in a second. CT and big T. I have them out of the top four. Nam and Lolo. Lolo for such an amazing athlete. Just every challenge is unimpressive. Like she fell off the giant thing. In this one. Oh, it's wait, like, did she, well, Lolo, wait, when are you going to be wait, a great athlete? Did she fall off the giant thing? Yeah. Are we going to discuss this now? She did not fall off. She jumped off the giant thing in seconds. You think it was a challenge suicide? Yes, Teresa had all of those girls. When she was pushing them off, she's going, let go, let go. Teresa is, is mind-effing everybody on the challenge. Only Amber B put up a fight against Teresa. And then hmm. the helicopter started banging the balls against the water. That was a great round. I like the challenge. I, oh. And then after that, Josh and Nani, Darrell and Amber, Devin and Gabby, and Michi and Amber. None of those people are going to win. Uh, no. All right, going backwards. So it start, the episode starts, everyone's mad at Jay. Everyone's yes. mad at Teresa, but really mad at Jay. And it was like, Jay just got bullied into the decision last episode by Teresa, who, um, totally. who Devin calls a super villain. He calls her super villain Teresa, which I, I kind of like. But uh, Jay's stuttering and stammering. You got a room with these people. You backstab them. It is an interesting dynamic when you've backstabbed the people that now you're sleeping in bunk it's beds. Sleeping with right next to any, like he had no explanation for himself. None. None. Like if you transcribe that scene, you're like, what is Jay's point here? It's like, I, I don't know. I don't know what Jay's point is here. Well, it was especially weird because they were trying to get rid of, uh, what's her face? Ashley, which I don't even feel like she was one of the three biggest threats. I don't know why they they torpedoed their own game to get rid of millionaire Ashley. Millionaire Mitchell. She's millionaire Mitchell. I think those. I, I get think it. she's kind of been riding those. But I will say that she should have, she should have, I think what he should have done if I was, if I was constantly area, like surrounded to Bergerac, I'd be like, I knew it was a women's elimination. You guys are my friends. I did not put you at risk. It, our strategy, Teresa's strategy that I've supported was to get Ashley out of the game by putting her up against Cam. So that is what we executed. It has nothing to do with you human beings leaving this. I did not put you at jeopardy. It's all he had to say. Who was the one who had the quote about how people get mad, but then the challenge one day is like a month and people forget after a yeah, day what it happened? It totally played itself who out. Who said that? Like episode. CT? I think it was, it, I, I want to say CT, but I or don't Durrell think it was, CT. was one of those two. Yeah, it was um, somebody. So Teresa, she's still sneaky. Teresa, 
who has kids, by the way, and I think a husband too. Yes, I think her husband played in the NFL. Yeah, if I saw my wife on this show and my wife was as sneaky and kind of played <laughs> as point. dirty as Teresa did, I would, I would kind of not, I don't know if I'd be able to trust her in the house. It'd be like, oh, you're going to play tennis? Are you? Like, I would, I would just be questioning everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great point. Like, if I saw my wife just lying through her teeth over and over and over multiple times in one day, yeah. and then came home, I was like, oh, no, honey, that was just for TV. You know the game. Yeah. I'm just doing it for the cameras. I'd be like, are you? I, I didn't know you had those know. pitches. Yeah. Huh. Teresa has, be, has emerged as the villain of the house. Congratulations to her. Fessy yeah. decided to have a heart-to-heart with, with his boy, Corey. Called him my boy, Corey. I loved it. And, I loved uh, it so much. did this whole thing where he's like- Best friends. Hey- you know, people don't realize, people think I'm arrogant. I'm not arrogant. I'm just really self-conscious. It's hard for me to talk really to people. Shy. It's really shy. I'm it's really like, intro- I'm really introverted. I was a shy kid. I'm really introvert. Um, it's really I didn't believe it at insecurities all. insecurities manifesting themselves. It's just like, Fessy, you're a meathead loudmouth. Right. You're not shy. You're not insecure. Honestly, it's like me staring you in the face and being like, Bill, look, I know a lot of people think I'm over six feet, but I'm actually four six. It's true. <laughs> I'm actually four foot six. It's like, no, dude, it's right in front of me. You're not. That's yeah. not true. That's not true. It, uh, it didn't ring right. Corey, who I feel bad for Corey because I do feel like he gets roped into stuff. And Corey, they cut to him and Corey's like, I want to believe it. And it's like, Corey, come on. Fessy completely backstabbed you. What are you doing? And now he's doing the whole, hey, you know, I'm a little awkward. So anyway, Corey just kind of moves on to a different vendetta. Corey, his best friend who last year sacrificed his whole season for Corey. He went to a gender reveal party. I mean, went to a gender reveal party for him. And Fessy, you know, basically backstabs him. Eliminated him, yeah. Corey vows revenge, and within five days, he's like, ah, you know, I yeah, want to believe him. He's a good I'm guy. Sorry. He's got emotional problems. He was shy as a child, so I don't, I don't mind that he completely lied to me and backstabbed me. It's fine. He's shy. Corey, this is why you've never won the challenge. Unlike yeah. Leroy, who I think has had some bad luck, Corey, you're not winning the challenge. It's not happening. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. They finally had a good daily challenge. I would describe it as 
giant bag of stuff, people hanging off it. But unfortunately, they have not figured out this whole thing that has now happened twice where the guys don't try against each other. Don't even try. Don't even try. And I don't even understand why. Like, honestly, it looked kind of fun. Now, we've all seen people awkwardly fall off of things and, like, land on their face and, like, hurt themselves when they hit the water. But you, it's not like the helicopter lands on land and lets you off gently if you don't try. You're going to end up jumping off the stupid balls anyway. So you might as well try to push somebody off with you. Why not try? I don't understand why the guys didn't try. Can you explain that to me? This is why Fessy is the Dwight Howard of the challenge. He's, it's all the tools are there. Loser. He's just a loser. He is. CT in his prime never would have rolled over in a challenge and not tried. CT now is like old. He's, you know, yeah, he's he's, he's kind of washed up CT at this CT point. CT's literally, literally just like, I'm going to make one point and then just go back to the background and hope no one even yeah, notices I'm he's, there. He's That's trying his to slide game at through. this point. Yeah, I get it. Like, I respect I, it. He's a legend. He's on the Mount Rushmore. Yeah. But 2010 CT is not like mailing in challenges. Fessy has mailed in multiple challenges. He has well, refused to go into the elimination until he was positive it was the perfect thing for him. And he continues to be my least favorite. Absolutely. Well, 2010 CT would have just chewed the rope that was holding on to the cargo balls and then held onto that rope while it all fell at once. That's what 2010 CT would have done. Now, 2021 CT just wants to play the background. And that's fine with me. I love CT to death. Like he, he's in the Hall of Fame. Teej needs to create another rule here where if it should just be at his own discretion. If, if I feel like try, you didn't try in a challenge, you you're go going home. in. Yeah, go home. Either go home or we're going to have an immediate uh, go home off. Yes. Right now. Teresa was clearly lobbying the rookies to let her win because she was terrified. And guess what? Like Amber B was kind of like not here for it, but she ended up winning anyway. It was annoying. Well, Anissa fell off first, which was the most predictable thing ever. The, The only fun part about this was Cam fell off. And then the giant ball came down and it seemed like it was going to like crush camp <laughs> and the they ball. just glossed over it. It was like, oh my gosh, is she alive? <laughs> I couldn't believe it. And they just, they didn't know replay, nothing. So I think they kind of tried to pretend that didn't happen. I love, I loved, I love this whole episode. We had a night, we had a really good post Epcot center. Like I we did, well, hold Epcot. on. We got to talk about okay. how mad TJ was at the guys after. Cause TJ last week, I thought, you know, he had um, to. somebody he, quit he the challenge. To. He had to do the woke yeah, TJ thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had, and I get yeah. it, but that's not the TJ I know and love, and that's not the TJ you know and love. This episode, we were back to furious, disappointed. I hate quitters, TJ. That's this, that's this where I want to be. Cost thirty thousand dollars. We rigged <laughs> right. these nets just for this. We built a stupid platform for you to stand on, and you guys are gonna treat this like a like a like a Disney park ride? No, dude. You guys fight. You kick each other in the face. I want to see people doing belly flops. We 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 flew a helicopter out here for you. Right. Not not to go on a, a, a scenic joyride around the frozen lake. That's not what we're here for. Start pushing each other off this thing. I would make them go back out. Secretly Honestly. dangerous challenge too. Weird shit can happen with helicopters at that low, right? Like sudden wind gust. All, all of a sudden the ball veers into the water. I, I don't know. Um, all right. So cocktail party, another terrible one. But I have a question. Do yeah. they just have beer and wine at the cocktail party? I hate the cocktail. The, the, the woke cocktail parties, whatever's going it's, on it's now tough. in the 2021 thing where it's basically like nobody can have more than two, two drinks. Um, we have no extras for people to hit on. There's no debauchery. There's no it's toast. There's no music. There's nothing. But however, it does give us the post-cocktail fart party fights, which were excellent in this right. episode. So we had, we had uh, Teresa trying to guilt trip Amber. We had Devin calling... 
her supervillain Teresa. We Darrell kind of calling Teresa out, but nothing's really happening. Nobody's but drunk. You, you glossed over Teresa being mad at Amber for trying in a challenge, right? That's and Amber not at. knowing how to fight back. Um, yeah. So then we get back to the house. Fessy's overserved, which God forbid we saw, and Devin decides to start fucking with him. I, can we talk about how drunk Fessy? For some reason, when he gets drunk, he starts talking like uh, Anthony Michael Hall in Weird Science when he's at the jazz club. I, I didn't. I just didn't understand it. He he uh, he he basically changed personalities and became this other person. I'm like, is that is Fessy in there somewhere? I didn't understand it. it well, well, Devin. The thing is, it's like Devin is smarter than Josh and Fessy. But right. Josh and Fessy aren't smart enough to even know that. Like self awareness is like the most important part of intelligence. Like yeah. Josh and Fessy were just like obviously being provoked, falling for it. Yeah. And then jo- and then Fessy's telling Josh to calm down. And then Josh is telling Fessy to calm down. And Fessy wants to fight Devin. And then Josh wants to fight Devin. Someone somewhere in the house needs to be like, guys. This is exactly what he wants you to do. This is how he wants you to behave. He is winning. Stop. Just stop. Josh, you know, we got a puppy like seven weeks ago. And when we played the puppy, like a couple things make him mad. One of them is like you hold the top of his nose and you kind of hold his mouth shut for a second. He's like, ah, he, he gets yeah. mad and he'll play. Yes. And it's just like every time it works, Josh is like a giant puppy. You All you have to do is just like Anything. provoke him in some way and he completely loses his loses mind. It his needs mind. to be calmed down. It doesn't <laughs> every time. It's just like, Josh, man, this has happened like 10 times. You've been here for a month. At some point, are you going to look in the mirror and say, wait a second, this is exactly what Devin wants me to do. It's exactly how, how he wants me to behave. How is him shoving Devin backwards five Great feet question. into a bed not worth a expulsion versus okay. some of the other stuff we've seen over the years in the challenge? Because I remember question. that one year, Leroy's partner, Adam, that one year in Rivals, did the open hand swipe, I think, a tie. And I think he might have even missed him. And they was like, you're out, you threw a punch. Okay. This is like a violent shove backwards is... Okay. I've got three factors that come into this, right? Number one, we've already established on this podcast that they make up the rules as they go. There are no hard and fast rules with this, right? True. So that's number one. Number two, if you remember, there were some like actual violent incidents over the course of this series. So I yep. think that there were times during the, the, the run of this show where they needed to be like, listen, you can't touch each other in a physical violent manner because like, it got a little ugly for a while there. We haven't had that happen for many seasons True. because they've sort of cried. It's like the dress code in the NBA. Like they're kind of lax on it now because at some point they felt like they had to crack down. And also number three, don't sleep on the bed, the couch being a factor. If he pushed him and he hit his head on a table on the way down and was bleeding from the back of his head, he's gone. But he did push him onto a very comfortable, fluffy couch that right. was like not, it didn't seem like there was intent to hurt there. So if he pushes him into a plant and a yeah, plant might exactly. have been different. Yeah, push him into Teach, the wall. Teach comes back before the challenge and is like, there's some stuff last night I didn't like. It's the last time that's going to happen. And then they just like cut away to it. Yeah, it didn't happen. It, they Just didn't like milk like happened. the close-up of Josh, like calming down. No, Devin putting his butt against that was the, that's the butt thing that I did. She just me like there's some stuff that happened last night. I don't mind the violence. I don't mind the insults. But just don't press your naked butt cheeks against the window. That's just not sanitary. Like, come right. on, man. Come on, Devin. I appreciated Devin doing a weird cross between like Wes and Bananas last night. I just like it. ultimate provoking. I think got. Devin's had a great season. He has. He's coming back. If Devin's yeah. not on the next season, then I'm upset. Like, I need him in the house. And, you know, kudos to him because he lost his best friend a couple episodes and ago, so Wes. Hard. 
If you lose so your hard. best friend, that well, he wasn't but the it, only person to lose a best friend this week. I know. Well, Devin, Devin, uh, I think is one of the MVPs. Yeah, there was another best friend situation. We find out Nam and Jay are best friends. Nam and Jay are best friends. So Jay's going in. The deliberation, CT turns on Teresa, plays it perfectly. Nobody believes Teresa because she's been a snake yes, so many times. CT lied through his teeth. Brilliant. That was brilliant. Lying through his teeth. And Teresa's Teresa- like, this is on videotape. It's like, well, great. The season's <laughs> going to be over like, by the time people I see it. I can't wait until they show this. Like, Teresa, like, you're living in like late summer 2020. This is yeah. airing in, like on Valentine's Day 2021. You are not going to be vindicated. No one's going right. to remember this. So um, Teresa and Jay get voted in. And then the question is, does Leroy go in? And if he doesn't go in, who goes in? And it's clear it's going to be Nam. And that's when we find out Nam and Jay are best friends. And it would be really hard for them, yes. two best friends, to compete against each other. This is, I think, the fifth week in a row when best friends have best been discovered. Friends. Why can't they just say closest friend in the house? Best friend that's is it. such a strong term. It's like it's like a showman. It's like they're show best friends. Like not First of all, I, I don't think that Nam is, is emotionally capable of having a relationship with another human being. Like he, he is, he's a computer slash statue. Like he's not like a real person. So the idea that he's built a friendship, let alone a best friendship with anybody in the world is suspect. But Jay and Nam are best friends. Best friends? Have they ever spoken a single word to each other? We haven't seen one conversation. Yeah, we have haven't seen even, two had, minutes. Had they, had they nodded at each other when they passed in the hallway? I haven't seen anything. Anything. I have not seen them interact at all. Jay's like, Nam, you want to make some mac and cheese? And Nam's like, this is my best friend. This is this is my best friend. Jay and I made mac and cheese once was, at one thirty in the morning. He's he's the best friend proposal. of my life. Yeah, yes, my best friend. No one's ever spoken to me directly before. Well, I got nervous because it was, I kind of wanted Leroy to, if it was the right kind of challenge, like if it was a hall brawl kind of thing, I wanted Leroy in. But otherwise, if Nam was going in, we might lose Nam, who's been, the open mouth Nam face is continually the funniest thing on the show. It's great. I love it. Leroy didn't even have a plan B. Like, you notice that they didn't really discuss who they would throw in. There was no like, and this, it wasn't like, and if it was just like, yeah, I'm going in. He was like, I'm going in against Jay, regardless of what happens. And it was literally set up for Jay to win. And he won. God, I love Leroy so much. I wonder if the producers knew, because I think they do rig the challenges for people. They 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 change the challenge. They know who's going to vote. And then they decide what the challenge is. I wonder, I don't remember if Leroy has been in this specific challenge before. No. But they, I, I don't think they would have risked losing Leroy because he's clearly the sentimental favorite and the most important. He's the he's the Patrick Mahomes. It's like how CBS doesn't want to lose Patrick Mahomes for the AFC title game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You can't lose Leroy when you've already lost Bananas. You have Leroy and CT are the only two people I think anyone really cares about at this yes. point. And I think the when they saw that Jay was going in, they just didn't want it to be like a hall brawl type of thing because no one wants to see like Fessy or John just or Josh just like dominate Jay. Like No one wants to watch yeah. that. Well, so Leroy wins. Jay cried. I felt bad for Jay. Mm, he I cried. Felt ba- I don't like when people cry after they lose the challenge. But, he, but I don't know if you know this, but like he could have really used the money for his family. And all he really right. wants is his the people around him to be happy. And now he's going to have to work for money. Yeah. Too bad. Work for money. Too bad. So. Yeah, maybe get a job. Uh, good music. Tears for Fears. They played. I enjoyed that. And uh, and then Corey teamed up. He called her Toxic T, Teresa, which I think is an amazing nickname. Big T and Toxic T. Toxic T. Before we go, you sent me. Hold on, I just have just one thing. I just need to point out. Yeah. At one point, Leroy, he starts because Leroy is at the point where he's like talking about who he wants to get in next time. That's how much political sway he has. He's like, he was talking about Nam. He's like Nam. He's just out of touch with what's happening. 
in this game, or he's just really good at acting like it. Jalen, um, what's your name? Bill? Bill. <laughs> that was honored to be mistaken for yes. Jalen. Thank you. <laughs> you guys look like Bill. Do you think that Nam is completely out of touch with what's happening in the house, or this is just a long con and Nam is actually like some dude from Nashville? Oh, you think he's like Kevin Spacey and the usual suspects? Yes, yes, at the end of the day, he's going to start gonna walking like, straight. I'm, I'm actually from Providence, Rhode Island. <laughs> he's from, he's from Reseda. Yeah, yeah. There's no show called Ultimate Beastmaster. It does not exist. I just put that on, on the resume. I don't have an accent. Yeah, that's it. I've been watching this whole thing. I went to Harvard Westlake. <laughs> and now I'm, now I'm going to win the challenge. That's, that's those two That'd things. Which amazing. one do you think it is? Those are both in the air. All right, continue. Uh, I think he has no idea what's going on at all times. I think that's fair to say. Shout to uh, Before we go it. quickly, it apparently the We Want OGs, the thing movement. Mark Long has been talking about forever. Mark Long, who is at a Grantland anniversary party. You yeah, mention. Mark Long. Great Mark guy. Long, Tyler, and Bananas all came to our, yeah, uh, our party. Mark Long was just smiley and engaging and would talk to everybody. It was, it was great. That was a great I have a picture of Mark Long, Bananas, me, Juliet, and Jalen Rose. And I'm positive those five people will never get together again. Right? Well, you know, life is crazy. You never I know? Think okay. I'm the, I think I'm the only person that has those people in their phone. That's all I have well, to say in the world. Well, you, yeah, you. Producer Craig is furious that we went over our 25-minute mark, but I'm just going to go through this cast really quick for the We Want OGs. Uh, it looks like this is happening. It looks like they're quarantining in Texas and filming in Argentina. TJ will be our host. They're going to have to run his final. And here is the official cast, apparently. Yes. Ace, haven't seen him in 14 years. Anissa, they couldn't get rid of her. Arissa Hill. I don't even remember who that was. Yeah, there's a few where you're just like, oh, geez. she was in <laughs> Alton's real world season, and I don't remember her. Alton, by the way, is in this, the greatest uh, athlete of the I first 10 years of challenge. Too. Beth from Real World LA, who <laughs> <laughs> I think she's my age. I'm surprised she even signed up for this. She's going through menopause and she's uh, going to be on this. Uh, Casey, one of the most adorable people in the history of the challenge, who almost won fresh meat. Kahuta. Oh, no, this is Casey. Oh, I love Casey. Casey's from um, Southern Charm. Casey's great. Love Casey. I love fling with bananas. Uh, Kahuta. Oh, yeah. Who, um, Remember she got stuck outside naked? Did you see that video? She got oh, stuck. yeah. Kahuta, um, other than Leroy, probably the highest approval rating of any male cast member with everybody else on the show. People Kahuta's love Kahuta. He's great. He's like five foot two. Great accent. Darrell is great in accent. this. Derek, mm -hmm. one of the greats. Uh, easy Heather easy. Cook, who was only on one challenge season, Rivals 2, and came in second and was a college soccer player. And I was, was yep. impressed by her. Uh, Jemmy, who doesn't totally look like the way she looked the last time we saw her, but I was excited to have mean, her man? back. Oh, what do you mean? Gisela, who was on Gauntlet 2 last one. I was kind of, I always thought she was cute. Uh, John A, available. Katie, Katie Doyle, who's now Katie Cooley. Kellyanne, who uh, was one of the... Just, Love Kellyanne. I always liked her. It seemed like the, the woman on the show always did not like her. Kendall, last time we saw her was on The Inferno. I don't remember who that is. Mark Long, Nehemiah, uh, spotty challenge record. Ruthie, who I think was the first God. over-the-top 
party person they've ever had in the real world. Whereas I, you could argue Dominic for a real world LA, but Ruthie was basically like, we need an intervention. Oh my God, she's driving. There were some unbelievable yeah. moments with her. <laughs> she was it's like, when, when Ruthie showed up on the scene, they started doing that thing at the end of the real world where they're like, if you have a problem, like they did like, like that, like a little PSA at the end. Before Ruth, they didn't really do that. She was but the then, first like, disclaimer. Ruth, she, yeah, yeah, first yeah, disclaimer. Yeah. Ruthie, that black screen with like a phone number on it and just like right. a voiceover. Ruthie, Ruthie was a pioneer of that. That real world season was so good, and we get another person from that real world season. Oh yeah, well we got Jeez, Ryan, her. Ryan from Fresh Me Too. Sophia, really who I don't him. totally remember. Cyrus, who was always uh, sucked in these challenges. How about Tech, though? There are the real world Hawaii thing. Where's he been for I 20 years? I, I thought Tech was going to be like an MTV VJ for like a 30 years. I thought he was going to be like the Kurt Loader, like Kurt Loader 2.0, but I don't know. Trishelle is on this, and I don't like that because she quit on, uh, on Sarah and Rivals too. She just left, and then Sarah had to go. And I, I think you should be banned from the challenge to do that. And then the last one was Yes Duffy, who I just don't remember. You don't remember? Yes, I, oh, I really he was a don't. Road rules guy. I don't think he watched yeah. a lot of road rules. I wasn't You're a road more rules like real guy. World loyalist. Yeah, I was a road rules person. Apparently, Abram was supposed to be on, but didn't make it. I would have liked to have seen him now. But are you fired up for challenge OGs? Of course I am. I'm fired up for all challenges. But there is this. I'm I'm very curious about the omissions. Like you're doing this without Wes. You're doing this out with bananas. You're doing well, I think this out Wes is Cara Maria. You're doing this out Zach. Like these. This isn't like all star. It's more just like old It seems school. like people who had to have been in the MTV universe before 2004 seems to yes. be the cutoff line. So you lose Bananas, Wes. You lose everybody from the mid-2000s on, and it's all like Which the first 15 challenge. years of the MTV franchise. Yes, but I think we're getting set up for like a, a generational sort of like the season after this one will be like the best from battle. the OGs and the best of the rookies. We'll do another generational battle, which I'm excited about. My most disappointing person not to be in this was Coral. Coral. She was great. You know what? I just want to say this. Shout out to all the people they reached out to and those people just looked in the mirror and said, you know what? I'm good. Shout out to all those people. I'm good. I have they a job like, and a you know family. What? No, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're like, I've got three kids. I'm an accountant. They're like, you know what? I want to quarantine in Texas for three weeks and then fly to Argentina for two months just so I can not win a million dollars. You know what? I've got other things going on in my life. Shout out to those people. All right, we have to go. You can hear Jacoby on the Jalen and Jacoby podcast and TV show, which is on ESPN. We will be back next week. Shout out to Leroy, our guy. Go to Houston, Leroy! get a haircut from him. We love you, Leroy. We'll see you next week. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.